from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to America Works, excerpts from interviews with contemporary workers throughout the United States collected by the library's American Folklife Center as part of its Occupational Folklife Project. This America Works podcast features gold mine worker Greg Vaught, one of several contemporary gold miners interviewed about their jobs in Elko, Nevada, by Western Folklife Center folklorist Charlie Seaman and Meg Glazer, working in collaboration with the Nevada Gold Mining Association. Mr. Vaught talks about his past jobs, how he came to work at a gold mine, and how, in his present job, he oversees mine safety. A multi-talented man, Vaught discovered that his safety instructions were sometimes more effective if he incorporated them into song lyrics. So he did, which earned him the honorary title, Newmont Mining's Safety Troubadour. I wound up at Newmont because I wound up in Nevada, I came out here like a lot of people did 150 years ago in search of a better life, right? So I thought I'd give mining a try because that's what people do around here. So when you went to work at Newmont, what was your first job there? I worked in the assay lab. The fire assay is the main thing. That's pretty interesting. And one of the main things I, I really enjoyed there was um, atomic absorption. When you like shoot a beam of light at a certain frequency into the solution and it gets all those little uh, particles and the atom excited and they shoot off photons and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> and very cool. it's, yeah, it's very interesting and reads the gold content in solution. And there's also bond index where you test the hardness of the ore and how much energy it will take to break it down. Tell me about when you, you first started your, your first day of work there. At the beginning, I was on rotating shifts and I had to do night shifts. And that was rough, <laughs> doing 12-hour shifts in the, in the middle of the night, back in some room, crushing and screening rocks all night. And um, these young fellas that I, was, that I was working with, they said, you know, I just don't know if that Greg's going to make it here or not. <laughs> <laughs> what about your, your coworkers, people from all over the world, it sounds like, come here to work? This is true. My boss is from India. We have people from Peru and Australia and Canada, Mexico, because we have mines all over the world and we can learn from each other. We had a person cross-training with us here in the geology department last week who was from New Zealand. So it's a diverse group and I think there's strength in that. I worked in a lab and uh, I started learning about different parts of the mine and I thought I need to get out there and see what's going on and get more experience and uh, I had an opportunity to go underground with the engineering department and learn about ventilation. Do you like being underground? It's alright. There are some guys that would rather be underground than be on the surface. Yeah. I don't know that I'm one of those guys, <laughs> but it is a different world down there and it's, it's very interesting. I think it gets in your blood. I appreciate the guys that do it because there's a lot of people that wouldn't. Yeah. And we need them to do that. Underground, there are some issues that people in the office don't face because you can have things like ground failures, gases building up, you know, a fire starts up, 
and then all of a sudden the gases can become an issue very quickly. There can be gases that emanate out of the rocks and the ore, you know. So one of the most dangerous in industries, I don't know. I'm sure it's up there. But uh, we've done a lot over the years to improve the systems. That is trying to engineer out, you know, ways that people can get hurt. What we still struggle with is human behavior. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Right. And so our company, and I think a lot of other companies too, are starting to switch their focus because we've worked really hard over the years on engineering solutions to, you know, how can we keep people from getting hurt. Now we're switching a little bit to how can we influence people's attitudes and how can we influence the culture. With song. Yeah, that's a good segue right there. That's kind of where I was at a couple of years ago when I said, you know what? We got to do better. And that's when I started writing songs about safety. It's been, I think, two and a half or three years I started writing them. I had this idea and then I went to my boss who was a metallurgist and I said, well, what do you think about me writing songs about safety and doing them for, my, for our group? And he looked at me like I was nuts, you know. <laughs> it's like, you do know you're in the mining industry, right? <laughs> but I just figured, so what if I embarrass myself or whatever, you know? If we don't do something different, people are going to keep getting hurt. If we're going to do better, then we have to think outside the box. Well, one of the first ones I wrote was called the Imsha Blues. And for people that don't know about mining, IMSHA stands for Mine Safety and Health Administration, the government body that regulates the mining industry in safety. People kind of dread it when they come around. And I throw in humor because I know that humor helps disarm people. Because when you start talking about people's behavior, they get defensive, right? Not only that, I know that it helps you remember stuff. So I tell people, I say, you know what, if you like my songs, that's great. But if you remember them, that's the point. Here he comes in his reflective suit, hard hat on and steel toe boots. But that's not what makes me feel bad. It's the big fat letters on his government badge. Time to duck and cover, gonna take my break. He won't come back until he goes away. He makes me feel nervous and he makes me sweat. I shouldn't have to work in this kind of stress. I feel like there's a witch hunt on. I can't wait till the inspector is gone. I just know he's coming for me. Citations fill the air like confetti, yeah. That's great. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to do anything halfway. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm already treading into dangerous territory here. I'm already expecting me to be made fun of. So I just like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I need to do it as best I can. <laughs> What's funny is I got a chance to do that song for um, 
the former head of M Shop, and the whole time I was doing that song, I was just thinking, I wonder what this guy's thinking about this song right now. <laughs> but uh, I got the chance to meet him afterwards, and he said, no, that's an appropriate message. Because of my safety music, I found myself getting to know people all over the company, and, and uh, that's opened some doors for me. I'm just thankful for the opportunities I've had to get creative in, in the mining industry. I never thought I'd do music in the mining industry, but you know, I, I see myself being in Newmont a very long time. I just want to help improve the culture in my company and anywhere else people will listen to me. You've been listening to gold mine worker Greg Vaught, interviewed by folklorist Charlie Seaman at the Western Folklife Center in Elko, Nevada. To hear the complete interview with Mr. Vaught, as well as interviews with more contemporary gold mine workers, please visit us online at www.loc.gov folklife. On behalf of the American Folklife Center, this is folklorist Nancy Gross. Thank you for listening to America Works. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.